Radio. Welcome to the following presentation from IMG, America's home for college sports, on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Your exclusive radio home for Richmond Spiders football. Live from Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street. This is the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman. Today's show is brought to you by UPS, the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Lux Chevrolet, the Virginia Department of Social Services, and Outback Steakhouse. Be a part of the show. Call us at 521-8501. Send your tweet to at Spider Voice. Text us 804-638-9508 or send an email to spidersportsline at richmond.edu. Jacob motions right to left. Handoff Thompson up the middle to the goal line. Dives in. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Spiders on the Thompson. Touchdown, Ron Richmond takes a 6-0 advantage. 8.42 to play here in the first. Snap to Newton, he throws the out route, deflected and picked off by Matthews again to the 20, to the 10. He's horse collared down at the 7 with a flag, but the second interception of the game for Dale Matthews on an out route that he just picked off right there in the flat. Takes the snap, back to throw, looks left, throws right, the out route caught by Abel at the sticks, and then he's down the right sideline, he broke a tackle! Down the sideline he goes, chased from behind to the 20, 10, 5, stumbles into the end zone, touchdown, he didn't step out of bounds. Now live, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, and head coach Russ Huseman. This is the Spiders Sports Line on ESPN 950, 102.7 FM, and the Spider IMG Sports Network. Well, if we had played every highlight from last Saturday's game, that would take up the whole hour. So we didn't quite do that. We edited them down, and we had plenty to choose from, from the Spiders' huge victory over Howard 68-21 last Saturday afternoon. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Spider Sports Line from Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street. Bob Black along with head coach Russ Huseman and a full house. We appreciate everybody who is here today. We have loaded up every table in the restaurant, and we appreciate that, and we hope we've got a good show for you. And, Russ, I really thought we loaded it up because the Spiders won big, and you're back here again next week. But the rumor mill tells me the reason all these people are here is because number five is here today. Do you believe <laughs> We had a couple actually, couple actually said that when they walked in, Kyle. <laughs> they, they came to see you. <laughs> Colby, when they get to know you, they'll come to see you too, brother. <laughs> but right now, it's all about Kyle Deletta. Every time he throws six touchdown passes, we're going to have a full house right. in the restaurant and bring him back. All right, so we're going to have fun today. We'll have a really good show. And as we alluded to, Spider quarterback Kyle Deletta is one of our guests representing the offensive side of the ball. And redshirt freshman Colby Ritten will make his premier appearance on the show with us today as well. He's coming off another terrific game and a guy that Coach Huseman and Coach Braithwaite have been absolutely raving about uh, all summer long and into the season, and he's lived up to that billing. So we'll get a chance to meet him as well. Hope you'll be a part of the program as well. All is right with the world today, Russ. Ivan is already holding. All right, so Ivan. So we're, we're good Thank there. You. He's back after a week's hiatus. Everybody's worried about him. We'll get to him in a few minutes as well. So welcome to the program. Thanks for being a part of it. And here we go. So, Russ, opening week of the season, the offense thrives. The defense didn't do so well. 
Second week of the season, defense flexes its muscles. The offense not quite up to snuff. Third week of the season, your offense and your defense complemented one another, meshed together, helped the Spiders to a convincing win. How good do you feel about that progression to the point where you're entering conference play Saturday and you got your offense and defense complementing each other as they did last week? Yeah, I, I think you're right. They both played really well. And, and uh, you know, sometimes when you give up 21 points, you're thinking, Ugh. you know, but a couple of those came late and uh, a couple touchdowns late. So I thought defensively played well. Uh, offensively, obviously, when you score 68 points and over 600 and something yards and six touchdown passes, I mean, it was uh, it, it was a good day on that side of the ball for sure. And then defensively, I think we took some steps to get better. Uh, we still got to take more steps to get better defensively, but uh, I, I liked what we did on both sides of the ball there. And you had two guys do something they had never done before. Kyle Valletta, obviously, throwing six touchdown passes is a school record. And then Dale Matthews has not one but two interceptions, and he told our guys on the radio post game he'd never had an interception in his career anywhere before Saturday. He, wow. That's what he said. Wow. I don't, I don't know if that's true. So you I don't know why they recruited him here then, man. <laughs> you can't get a pick in high school. I even had a pick in high school, for crying out loud. Um, no, but Dale is, Dale is playing really, really well. We're so proud of him right now. Um, not only those picks, but, you know, how he's playing. He's getting our front set. He's making all the calls. Uh, he's playing gap sound. Uh, Dale has been probably, if I had to say defensively, our biggest, our, our most pleasant surprise coming in. How important is that? Because linebacker is a position that you did identify in the summer camp. You were a little thin there, and then Billy Coghill goes out with the injury, and you're even a little bit more thin there. Well, we think, you know, we, we feel good about the spot. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think we've got, you know, between Dale uh, – Justin Rubin, who's really good, and then obviously Madison Day plays quite a bit. I think with those three guys rotating, obviously Madison uh, is a a bright guy, and so he can play both spots for us, and and it kind of gives us a chance to play three there. But, uh, you know, you feel good. You know, we can't – got to stay healthy. I mean, we got three that we're rotating through. So, um, you know, if we stay healthy, we'll be fine there. The other guy I felt really good for Saturday was Porter Abel, who I think sometimes gets lost in the shuffle of all the wide receivers that you've got, and the 70-yard catch and run was a spectacular highlight. Yeah, he ran right next to me on that one. I was standing there watching. I, I wasn't even watching other than his feet. See, when he was going to step out of bounds, and he never stepped out of bounds. Uh, Porter Porter will surprise you. He, he runs probably better than most people think. Uh, He's a smart kid. Uh, you know, again, we, we think the world of him, and he's going to continue to play and help his football team. All right, where do you think you are as you get set to play Elon and go into conference play this week? What did the non-conference portion of the schedule tell you? You know, I don't know. I keep talking to our team about, uh, you know, how hard, how tough the CAA is every week, week in, week out. And, uh these guys, some of the fifth-year guys, some of the fourth-year guys have played uh, conference opponents and, and multiple times. Uh, they're all going to be tough from here on out. I don't think there's a question about that. So, you know, how I feel, I don't know. I said it the other day. I, I have no idea. I, I can't I, – I never feel good. I never feel bad. I just kind of 
feel kind of stupid half the time and just kind of <laughs> blah look on my face. But I've been doing this for 33 years, and, and, and I've felt the same way for every single game I've ever coached or been a part of, whether it's a coordinator, a defensive end coach. You know, there's just so much apprehensive apprehension going into a game every week. Uh, so, uh, but I, I do, I like the way our guys prepare. Uh, we've got players. Now, I, I'd feel bad if we didn't have good football players, then I'd really feel bad. But <laughs> we've got good football players, so that kind of makes me feel a little bit better. Do you feel like you made, I don't know, the proper progress from week to week? I know after the Colgate game, you said we definitely improved from Sam Houston to Colgate. Do you feel like you made the justifiable amount of improvement to be ready for CAA games? Yeah, probably. I mean, when you when you could play that well against Howard, um, you know, I, I think if Howard would have come in 0-2 and, and, and lost, you know, two FBS games by 35, 45 points, you know, you're probably thinking, you know, are we any good? But, you know, with what they did their first two games – uh, and then coming out and win one, win one like that. It, it does make you feel better that you made improvement. Does it make you feel you, you're where you need to be? You know, not yet, but we did make improvement between game two and game three. Hey, let me ask you this question, and maybe I'm way off base on the Howard game and the blowout. Obviously, colleague of yours, good friend of yours, obviously Spider grad, coach the national championship team. Mike London's on the other sideline. How difficult was that as the score – mounts up and you know you bring joe mancuso into the game and i'm sure you would have loved to let him throw a pass know, yeah. or two but you know maybe not against mike on the other sideline how did you kind of handle that well i on tuesday when we were back out there i thought we should have let joe throw the football I, you know but there's a fine line between you know uh running up a score uh but to be honest with you, if I if I'd had to do it again, we'd have thrown the ball with him. Hmm. If I had to do it again, and just you know take whether it's a beating from the the opposing coaches or the fans or whatever it is, because we needed to get Joe some throws, and we didn't do it, um, and that was on me because I told Jeff I said run the ball every every stinking time, and take as much clock as we can, uh, but thinking back on it, we should have got we should have got some throws in there for him. All right, it's a nice problem to have. Yeah, I mean, you know? great problem. Yeah, let, no yeah let's hope you have that problem again, yeah. and then you'll you'll go the other route with that. All right, let's uh, let's go to the phones. Ivan, as we said, is standing by, so we want to talk to him. Then we'll take a break, and Kyle and Colby. That's got a pretty good ring to it, Russ, doesn't it? That could be a morning sports talk show, Kyle and Colby. I like that. Well, well let's see how Colby does first, and then we'll decide if that's a morning talk show. Or All right. We, we kind of know how Kyle's going to do. Is that what, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm confident how Kyle Kyle can have a talk show. In fact, I think I'll go sit back there where he's sitting, and Kyle can take over when he comes up today, and I can have lunch at a normal hour for once on a Thursday. All right, Ivan, thank you for calling. Everybody was worried about you last week when we didn't hear from you, so glad you're back. Thank you. Um, my, my wife wasn't feeling good, so I had to take care of her. That's most important. Yes. Hope she's okay. So, yes, she's, she's feeling much better. I'll tell you, said, uh, you send your best to her. Thank you. Anyway, congratulations on two fantastic wins, Coach. Thank you, Ivan. I was really impressed with, with both the Colgate win and, and especially the Howard win. And I'm also very happy you didn't run the score up because, you know, some, you know, some coaches just like to run it up to, and just, to, just to do it. But I'm just glad you, you had the, 
you were you were decent enough not to run the score up on on the uh, uh, on Howard last week. Yeah, mo- <laughs> I think when it was forty-eight-seven at half, I think we had a pretty good idea. We we were pretty much in control. Um, and, and, you know, the coaches asked me, should we put Kyle back in and to start the second half? And, and again, that was my decision. I said, yes, let's put him in for one series in the second half. And, and he obviously our offense went down and scored on that one. But, um, you know, there, there, there was – you never want to embarrass anybody. And, uh, and I don't think we did. You know, I just, our kids played really well, played really hard, and, and I'm proud of them. I'm proud of the way your team has played. You're going into your conference open against uh, Elon. Well, what can you tell us about it, and how, how are you coming out on the injury uh, side? Uh, we, we, we actually came out of Colgate uh, the same as we went in, and we're coming out of uh, Howard the same as we went in, too. So we'll have the same players play, participating in this game as we did for the Colgate and for the Howard game. We've got a couple that – you know, like Conacher, we're hoping to get him back here in a couple weeks, which would be huge for us. And uh, so, you know, I think for the most part, we're, we're, we're pretty healthy coming out of both those games. That's great. I'm, I'm curious, where do you see Division One AA football or FCS, as, as they call it now, going? I mean, it seems like so many schools are either moving up to the Division One. Uh, uh, FCS, or, or some of them are even moving up to FBS. Where do you see the future of um, <clears throat> of FCS football going? Well, if we had an hour to talk about it, which we don't, I, I would share my thoughts because I do think there's going to be a, um, a change probably in the next five or ten years, not just with FCS football, but I think with – FBS, FCS, and then the Power Five conferences in the direction that they go. So, but again, we don't have enough time here. But I think in the next, within the next ten years, you'll see a lot of changes. And this is just my prediction. This is nothing that I've heard, or but my prediction is that there's going to be some changes. And you know, I think with conference realignment and and what the Power Five schools do. Uh, TV money, uh, those types of things. I think I think it's going to change in the next ten years. But one of these days, maybe Bob and I can get on a radio show and kind of I'll give you more thoughts on that. Oh, I'm already thinking that. As soon right. as you said that, I've got a show, Russ, from three to four every <laughs> afternoon, and I'm looking to fill all that time. So you're you're coming, man. You're coming. All right, all right Ivan. Thanks, bud. All right, buddy. Thanks Good to Ivan. talk with you. All right, about uh, quarter after twelve, we're going to take a break and we'll get our guys up here in just a moment, but. Uh, just because we've talked so much CAA already in the first 15 minutes, I do want to welcome some special guests who are sitting middle booth on our side over here at Outback. Our folks in the Colonial Athletic Association football are with us today. Joe D'Antonio, our commissioner, Rob Washburn, PR, and Brian Gordon, our football director from the Colonial Athletic Association. We welcome all of you guys. Thanks for coming. And they're sitting with our interim AD, David Walsh, who's picking up the tab, I heard, was the rumor, was the was that? <laughs> he was David, David was, tried to buy me lunch the other day. We ate lunch. Please tell and me. And I'm you not going to tell you where because I don't even know. But uh, for if it's a sponsor or not. But you know, he was going to buy me lunch. I wouldn't let him do it. You are too nice a guy. He, he's a good dude. Now. You are way too nice that. a guy. When David pulls out the wallet, we all take a picture of that. You know, so you should have let him do that. But no. on our next Friday night dinner, when we're on the road, 
He'll make up for not buying you lunch. He'll buy us lunch. Sorry, David. I even <laughs> brought that up. That's a bad All deal. All right. Well, there. welcome, fellas, from CAA Football. And, of course, perfect time for those guys to be here with conference play opening this weekend. All right. Let's take a timeout. Colby Ritten and Kyle Laletta join us at the head table when the Spider Sports Line continues from Outback 7917 West Broad Street. We are on ESPN 950, ESPNRichmond.com, and the Spider IMG Sports Network, powered by Ace Electric. Lux Chevrolet is celebrating their 100-year anniversary, and they're going to use their century of experience to help you find your next Silverado, Suburban, Impala, Malibu, or Equinox. Lux Chevrolet uses their vast knowledge of GM vehicles to help you maintain and service your vehicle to keep it on the road longer and help maintain its value. So for Chevrolet sales, service, or parts, go where experience reigns supreme. Lux Chevrolet in Ashland and online at LuxChevrolet.com. Proud to be family-owned since 1960. At UR School of Professional and Continuing Studies, we offer flexible and affordable degrees and professional education programs to help you start, advance, or change your career. Check out our degrees in nonprofit studies, teacher licensure preparation and information security, or explore our new coding boot camp and professional beer brewer certificate programs. With evening classes and affordable tuition, you can earn a UR degree or certificate on your terms. University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies. Sometimes you have to go back to get ahead. Visit spcs.richmond.edu for details. Pig out at Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue as we give back 10% of food sales to our Helping Hams charity each Monday by contributing to local nonprofit groups. Stop by for Buzz's award-winning hickory smoked baby back beef or mouth-watering spare ribs every Monday night between 6 and 10 p.m. this month. As 10% of food sales help the union network for organ sharing that saves lives through organ donation and transplantation. For more information, log on to buzzandneds.com or visit 1118 North Boulevard in the Fan or 8205 West Broad Street in the West What's your favorite topping that you like on your pizza? The number one pizza topping is pepperoni, of course. No matter what your favorite topping is, ESPN 950 and Papa John's Pizza are partnering to make sure that you can get your daily dose of pizza and toppings without ever paying full price again. As an ESPN 950 listener, you can save 30% off any menu item when you order online at PapaJohns.com and enter the promo code ESPN950. That's pizzas, breadsticks, wings, and desserts. Papa John's Pizza. Better ingredients, better pizza. Now 30% off for pizza lovers everywhere. The Nationals are playoff bound. And this is where you'll catch all the postseason action. Live. ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Welcome back to the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman. We're live at Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street, and broadcasting live on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Second and goal from the six-yard line here under center, Laletta. Lone setback, Collins. Turn and a fake handoff. Rolling right, Laletta to the near side. Dumps it to Collins out of the backfield. The catch at the one inside the pylon. Pushed out by Freeland, but into the end zone. Touchdown, Spider. Welcome back. <clears throat> Excuse me. Welcome back to the Spider Sports Line. Bob Black with Coach Russ Huseman. We're here every Thursday from noon to 1, 7917 West Broad Street. We appreciate you tuning in if you're not in the restaurant today, and again, we appreciate great crowd. We have filled uh, every table this afternoon, and we'd like to do that week in and week out. All right, our special guest today, as we mentioned in the first segment, Spider record-shattering quarterback Kyle Laletta, the redshirt senior, and one of the up-and-comers on the defensive side, on the defensive line, a redshirt freshman, Colby Ritten, are our two special guests today. So both of you fellas, welcome. Appreciate you being here. Uh, I will start with Kyle, Colby, so you can get an idea 
of the really difficult questions that are about to be asked. So let me try and do this in the most confident way I can, Kyle. When is the last time you threw six touchdown passes in a game? I'm not even going to ask you if you'd ever done it before because I'm confident maybe at Downingtown East you did it. Yes? No? Not even close. No. <laughs> I think the most touchdowns I had in high school was, was four in a game. Um, so even then, I mean, six touchdowns is something special. And, uh, you know, I had a, l- a lot of help, um, you know, along the way. But, but it, was, uh, it was a great offensive performance all the way around. 24 of 27, 290 yards, the six touchdowns. Which of those stats kind of means the most to you, particularly moving forward into CAA play? Um, I think the completion percentage is huge and uh, being efficient with the football and, and um, you know, just completing passes, a high percentage of your passes. If you, you know, as much as we throw the football, if, if you can complete that many of your passes, um, you're going to get, you're going to get a lot of yards. You're going to get a lot of touchdowns. And, uh, and I think that was the, the stat that, that jumped out to me the most. Um, and, and, you know, we'll look to continue to be that efficient moving forward. You did get a lot of help from your friends, with all due respect to your right arm, uh, particularly Porter Abel, the 70-yard touchdown I thought was just terrific. But uh, all of your wide receivers not only catch the ball, but then they know what to do with it after they catch it, don't they? Absolutely. They, they, uh, they're great in space, and um, that, that's one of the things I think after the first game, uh, you know, we had a lot of the, uh, down-the-field throws. We kind of ran by the defense. We got behind them a couple times, and, and I think uh, now you're seeing a couple teams that watch that on film, and, and they notice, hey, we, we don't want to get beat over the top. You know, that's the easiest way to, um, to get scored on quickly is, is playing tight, playing aggressive, and, and getting one right over your head. So um, I, I think uh, the last two opponents we've played have played a little bit farther off, and, and they get, they've uh, given us some of those shorter throws. And, and uh, like you said, you know, if, if, if uh, we, we get the ball in those guys' hands, um, you know, oftentimes they're going to make the first guy miss. And, and, and you saw that multiple times in the last game, and, and uh, those guys are, are – prolific players with the ball in their hand and and it's fun to watch yak has become one of my favorite words on the broadcast in fact chris anderson teases me about it now Uh, yards after catch yak 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 and our receivers do a great job of that coach husman you're a defensive guy from that perspective what'd you think of kyle's performance saturday uh obviously really good i mean no question about that i think he's got a great point i mean the percentage you know if you're completing balls no matter how you're completing them, you know, that's huge right there. And then, and then, and I know he's the first one to tell you, you get something out there and then they make something. It may not, they may not do it every time, but every seventh, eighth throw, he gets it out there. They make something big happen. Now you got a huge game. And, and I think that's kind of what happened uh, for Kyle, but he's got to put it to the right guy. You know, he's got to put it on the money. And, and obviously he did that on Saturday. All right, so there's the uh, Kyle the Lettuce story to get us started. Let's uh, bring Colby Ritten into the conversation. I'm sure he's he's kind of sweating and a little nervous over there about his first appearance and all. And I was thinking, how am I going to introduce Colby? Well, I don't I don't know him that well yet, being a redshirt freshman, but Kyle the Lettuce knows him pretty well already. And Kyle told a story to our PR uh, director Scott Day the other day that I want him to reiterate as way of introduction to Colby Ritten about how Kyle realized just how good Colby Ritten was going to be. Kyle? Yeah, well, Colby is obviously uh, pretty quiet. He's a, he's a man of few words, so uh, he doesn't say much. And I think it was sometime uh, during early last season, um, it was just a normal routine play, and uh, Colby was on the scout team. He was playing defensive end on the scout team, and, and uh, big Thomas Evans was pulling around around the edge uh, just on a power play. And... Um, 
and uh, Colby met him. Uh, you know, Tom came around, and it was a clear shot. You know, your, your typical pulling guard on the defensive end trying to kick him out. And, uh, you know, Colby lowered his shoulder, you know, took a step into him and really just blew Tom back right in his tracks and stood him up. And, and me and the other quarterbacks were watching, and our jaw just dropped. We were like, did that just happen? Did he just stand up big Tom Evans? And, uh, you know, later that night when we watched it on film, I must have rewound it ten times. <laughs> I think I recorded it. I think I Snapchatted it to half the team, but, but it was amazing. And, um, you know, it was funny because we actually replayed the down because Tom got stood up so bad. Um, we actually had to, re, we had to re-rep the play and do it again, and Tom was, was uh, pretty upset. He was banging his hand, hand on his helmet, and uh, he pulled around, and actually the exact same thing happened. Colby stood him up again, so... Um, that was the first time we really noticed Colby, and uh, you know I, I knew he was going to be a great player, um, and that kind of was a was a, a point that stood out in my head. So Colby, do you remember that sequence, and what did you think when it happened? Do you realize? Did you realize who you had done that to? Also, uh, yes, sir. I'll, I'll admit at first when I did, I was a little scared, but uh, <laughs> you know I, I was on the scout team. I knew I had to give him a good look, so you know by doing that, I, I knew I'd make him better. Big Tom didn't come after you, like, in the dining hall or the dorm room or anything oh, like that. Oh, no, sir. Thing. After he gave me a, a handshake, he said, good job. <laughs> was that a, a moment when maybe you said, hey, maybe I have arrived at college football, even though you weren't going to play last year? Uh, yes, sir. Um, in the beginning, you know, I, I knew as, as I got to college, you know, uh, all the players, they were, they were bigger and faster. And I knew how to work hard to, you know, get to that level. And, you know, when, when I did that, you know, I felt, as it, I felt comfortable and I felt like I was, I was getting there. All right, it's one thing to do it in practice. That's great, obviously, but now you're doing it in game competition. What has the start of your collegiate career on the field on Saturday afternoons been like for you? Uh, it's been good. I've been I've been having a great time, and uh, you know the way I really do it is just you know, coach really emphasizes just doing your job, and so that's the that's the main thing that I, I do is just you know do my job, keep your hat in your crack, and uh, you know get pressure on the quarterback. It's kind of interesting because you're you're alongside Andrew Clyde there, and he's 97, and you're 92. And I can tell you from the press box, sometimes they become a little bit blurred, but it doesn't seem to matter which one of you guys is making the tackle. What's kind of the the teamwork like between you and Andrew? Uh, well, to be honest, you know, sometimes coach just gets us mixed up in, in film, which is funny. <laughs> I don't feel so bad now on the yeah, air. Okay, no, good. <laughs> it happens a lot, but uh, you know, Clyde, he's he's a, he's a great player. He, he works very hard, and, and you know. You know, I think me and him beside each other, you know, we push each other and we compete and, you know, we make each other better. What's made him such a good football player so far, Russ? Well, I, his toughness. I mean, he, he's, you know, he's probably the toughest kid on the football team uh, and how he practices, how he plays. Um, he's got a lot of ability. And, 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 you know, I just actually saw it yesterday. I mean, he put a pass rush move on uh, Setapani. And Setapani is a pretty good player, and uh, you remember, you probably remember it too. You know he's in a two eye, and Setapani sets, and man, he he takes a big pass rush move back to the outside, just the way he's coached to do. And I mean, Setapani looks bad, and and uh, he's got he's got a lot of tools to to not only be a tough kid and player, but he's got skills to play the position where he can be a dynamic guy too. Um, sometimes you plug a guy in there, you know, and, and all this, he, he, you know, he puts his hat in the gap and, you know, never makes plays. But, you know, always got – I think him and Clyde can both make plays and be very productive at, the, at that position. Colby, are there guys that you have kind of tried to emulate? I mean, spider guys that you go to for advice. Is it is it an Andrew Clyde? 
or a Brandon Waller, or was it a Winston Craig last year? Where have you kind of gone, not coaching-wise, but but teammate-wise? Uh, well, I'd definitely say uh, Brandon Waller, you know, and like you said, Andrew Clyde and Winston Craig, you know, those guys, those guys have a great work ethic, and they work hard at everything they do, and they're also, you know, great leaders and role models on and off the field, so... You know, just watching them, that's that's who I look up to, and that's who I try to emulate. What was the first game like? I mean, with all the, you know, uncertainty of when, where, how we're going to play that game and then to wind up in, in Baylor Stadium playing Sam Houston State, the number three team in the country, what was your first collegiate game like for you? Um, I'll be honest, like, uh, before I was, I was pretty nervous, but, you know, before, you know, during practice, you know, Coach Bailey and uh, Coach A.B. did a great job of preparing us. And so, you know, stepping out on the field, I felt mentally prepared and, and mentally confident in what I was doing. So, you know, all I had to do was just execute and do what the tools they gave me. Don't feel bad about being nervous. As Coach Huseman said, you've been doing it 33 years now, and you still get nervous for every game, right? So nervousness yep. is probably a good thing. It yep, is. it is. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. Let's take a break. We're right at the bottom of the hour. We'll come back. And, Colby, I know we've prepared you for this, but the essay questions are coming next. You know, how did you get to Richmond? Why Richmond? All those usual questions uh, in essay form you will verbalize when we come back in just a moment. And more for Kyle Loletta. We're not going to forget about him either. Right at the bottom of the hour, Spider Sports Line, Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street, ESPN 950, and the Spider IMG Sports Network, powered by Ace Electric. For many businesses, hiring is tough, which makes it critical to choose the right place to post your jobs. You need qualified candidates fast and on budget, and you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Independent research shows Indeed delivers six times more hires than any other job site. You can post a job in minutes and even set up screener questions to help you zero in on qualified candidates. You can review applicants, take notes, and schedule interviews, all from an easy-to-use online dashboard. For a limited time, Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility so more candidates will see it. You want to make a great hire fast, and this exclusive offer gives you a head start. Find out why over 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. To redeem this offer, go to Indeed.com radio. That's Indeed.com radio. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Backed by popular demand, Steak and Lobster are together again. This duo can't stay apart for long, mate. Outback Steak and Lobster, starting at $14.99 for a limited time. We're pairing our tender, juicy signature steaks with a mouth-watering steamed lobster tail. But hurry in. Steak and Lobster, starting at $14.99. A deal this good won't last for long. We've also brought back one of your favorites, the loaded Bloomin' Onion. It's our signature Bloomin' Onion topped with delicious Aussie cheese fries. At the University of Richmond, you get a leading liberal arts university in a dynamic capital city where you can be an accountant and an artist. Research alongside faculty and have an internship in your field. Be part of Division I athletics and highly ranked academics. The University of Richmond. We are, you are. Hi, this is Richmond football coach Russ Usman. Tune us in all season long for live game action in my weekly radio show on the home of the Spiders, ESPN 950 and ESPNRichmond.com. 
It's Spider Football and Lunch at Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street. You're listening to the Spider Sports Line with head football coach Russ Huseman on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Lawletta rolls out after a fake and a throw it in the end zone to Abel, who makes the catch along the back line. Touchdown, Spider! Uh, That was the voice of Robert Fish, who was on the radio call with Matt Smith on Saturday. Chris Anderson and I kicked over to television, which will be the case again this Saturday. Six o'clock game against Elon at Robbins Stadium. We're on the air here on ESPN 950 at five o'clock with the UR Bookstore Tailgate Show. Robert and Matt on radio, and then Chris, Lane Casadante from CBS 6, and I will be on television. We're on CBS 6.3 beginning at 6 o'clock, and then Comcast Sportsnet Plus will pick us up at 7 o'clock after their uh, afternoon game. So plenty of coverage, but we want you at the stadium Saturday to see the Spiders and Elon in the CAA conference opener. All right, let's get back to our uh, special player guest, Kyle Laletta and Colby Ritten. And, Colby, let me go right into you, and let's talk a little bit about how you got to Richmond from Orlando, Florida. Redshirted last year, playing this year. Take us back to the recruiting process and what attracted you to the Richmond Spiders. Uh, well, you know, Sparky Woods was my uh... – was my, recruited me so he's a great guy and he was one of the main reasons why I came here and you know also I have a few offers but me and my family we sat down and uh, we uh, thought about it and we thought Richmond you know was the best fit for me you know not only because of the just the great education that you can get here but also you know great football. How much did you know about the University of Richmond uh, from Orlando, Florida before the whole recruiting process began? Uh, not too much not until uh, Coach Sparky came. Russ, we hear that all the time about Sparky. I mean, he's been around this game uh, longer than than you have, actually, and still has that great rapport and relationship, not only with the players, but I'm sure with the moms and dads when he goes in the living room. Yeah, I love Sparky. He's got – he probably hits you some with some stories. I mean, I'm telling you what, I go eat lunch with him or or walk with him or ride with him, and and he's got story after story. I can see why people – you know, like to be around him, and, and uh, he can make you feel at home and, and comfortable in, in that environment. And he's been doing it for a while, too. What's it been like then? What what expectations, perhaps, Colby, did you have coming in here? And where are you kind of at on that right now? I know you're still in your, you know, infancy of being at the University of Richmond. How comfortable are you? Uh, I think I'm pretty comfortable, you know. Um, Sparky, he's, he's, given, he's, given, he's, you know, promised me everything that, you know, He's promised, so I'm very happy about that, and I'm happy where I am. You were a young guy, obviously, when this coaching change happened, just one year into your college career. How did you kind of handle that when when the coaching change and staffs changed? Uh, you know, it was it was um, it happened so quick that you know I didn't I don't think it really affected me. But you hmm. know this the um, the change of the staff. You know, this staff is just amazing, and they do a great job with the program. Sorry about that. No, Colby, knew our, Colby knew our staff. How so? Didn't you, Colby? Yeah, actually, yeah. Colby Were you us. recruited by Chattanooga? I went to a Tennessee Oh, he didn't recruit him. That's how stupid we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead. I'll let him tell that one if yep. we got time. Yeah, go no, ahead. right? I just, I just went to a Tennessee Chattanooga camp. Um, it was like a big man camp, and I just went there and, and uh, did it, and I met Coach Huseman there. Did you remember him? Not until he was stre- in stretch lines, and I didn't even re- re- remember him then, but uh, – because somebody said, 
he was at our camp, and I said, you were at our camp? And I guess you were there as an offensive lineman, right? Yeah, I was there as an uh, offensive lineman. Yeah, he came as an I, offensive lineman. And yeah. uh, we normally don't miss on defensive guys, Cole. So if you'd have been out there as a defensive guy, we'd have never missed on you. But I, he's picking Richmond over Chattanooga anyway. I guarantee that. So I, that's not even the issue. But uh, it's weird because Gabe Thomas uh, came on an official visit to Chattanooga, and he was on the visit and said – He's he's going to Richmond the following week on official visit, and I just said, well, we just lost that kid. <laughs> sure enough, Gabe came to school here. And now you got him. So yeah, now I got him. It yeah. all worked out. Yeah, all worked out for the best. Do you miss the offensive side of the ball? Um, I think my dad does more than I do ah. since he was the offensive lineman at Florida. Uh-huh. But yeah. you know, I, I really enjoy playing defense. Tell us about uh, your dad. Uh, obviously, you just said played played football at Florida. What are the what are those stories, and what kind of guidance have you gotten from him? Uh, he was he was played as a left tackle at Florida, and um, you know all my life I was pretty much an offensive lineman until my senior year of high school, where my coach he asked me to play both ways, and and so you know I really enjoyed playing defense, and you know I still play enjoyed playing offense, but when I got an offer to play defense here, you know I knew I wanted to play that, and so he he wasn't he was he was happy that you know I was I was pursuing my my career, but you know. He was still a little upset about me going to defense. I think you got the better of that one. Father doesn't always know best. I think you knew best on that one, and obviously your coaches did as well. Well, give me a quick, unique perspective before I bring Kyle back into this thing, having played offense and defense. What do you think of what this guy did and what the offense is doing? I mean, I I think he's doing a great job. Um, You know, I can't take uh, advice of what, like, I'm doing on my defensive side, you know, but – you know, in terms of like being a role model and a great leader, you know, that's who I, that's what I look up to, and that's who I want to emulate, like Clyde and Waller and Winston Craig. Hey, hey, Kyle, let me ask you the same question that I asked uh, Colby, but from a different perspective. I think a lot of us felt when the coaching change occurred, that was probably harder on the younger guys that they were just getting to college and they were one year in or two years in, and now all of, all of this changed. What about from your perspective? Uh, this is your fifth year. We've talked about the fact you've had four different coordinators. You're going through it one more time in your last year. What was the transition? And you're a pretty level-headed guy, but even having said that, what was the transition like? Um, it was interesting. I mean, obviously I haven't been new to it, but, but um, I, you know, I developed a really strong relationship with Coach Rocco, just being there for four years and, and a lot of their staff. And, and any time – you know, you, you spend that much time w- with people like that that care about you and, and coach you. And, and um, you know, it's always tough to watch those guys leave. So um, it, it was tough on me, and, and uh, it was sad to see them go. But, but um, you know, I think, you know, myself and, and the whole team really did a great job embracing the new staff. And, and uh, they, they've, been, they've been so great to us ever since the first day they've gotten here. And, and uh, they've made us feel so welcome and, and made us feel so comfortable. And, and uh, you know, I think that's why we ultimately trusted them, you know, so quickly and bought into what they were telling us. And, uh, you know, I think the transition went went very smoothly. And I think uh, you can tell, you know, how, how uh, you know, well we've started to click on offense and, and, you know, how familiar we seem with all their schemes and stuff. I think, uh, you know, for one, they've made us feel comfortable. And, and uh, you know, two, they, they've done an unbelievable job coaching us and, and uh uh, you know, guiding us along the way. You were in the middle of a pretty significant rehabilitation when this coaching change occurred with, with your knee. How did that affect you? I realize the athletic trainers were the same, Chris Jones and whatnot, but strength people, your position coach, all of that in midstream while your rehabbing changed. Yeah, um, you know, obviously the training staff, most of those guys are, are the same, and, and Chris Jones, 
you know, ever since I've been a freshman, has been has been a huge asset to me and has, has helped me so much along the way. But, um, you know, Coach Brinks is actually a guy that, that um, has had a huge impact on my football career. And, uh, you know, I can't say enough good things about him. Um, I think one of the things was uh, two years ago, my, my redshirt sophomore year, uh, my first year starting in the Illinois State game, I separated my AC joint on my throwing shoulder pretty bad. And, um, you know, the whole next season I really battled you know, pain with that, and I, I couldn't quite get the strength back, and and uh, it just wasn't the same. And I think this this off season, Coach Brinks uh, really worked with me. You know, I hadn't, you know, bench press was a thing that yeah, you know, generally you're not supposed to do with a separated AC mm-hmm. joint, and uh, you know, I hadn't done that for 13, 14 months. And Coach Brinks came along and and said, hey, why don't we try to work back into getting some strength back in your shoulder and doing some things and. And, um, you know, it was a little bit painful at first, to be honest, mm. but but I trusted him and and uh, the pain, you know, after a while went away. I think I got a lot bigger this off season, and and he's helped me immensely, um, you know, on the field and off the field. So, um, you know, I'm very close with Coach Brinks and, and uh, you know, he means a lot to me, you know, personally. Here's the one area that just observing you week in and week out, I think you've gotten a lot better and tell me if it's a figment of my imagination. I think you've gotten better at your elusiveness and kind of the feel when defenders are around you and extending plays longer. Yes. No. Well, I think that's always been a part of my game, and ever since I was in high school, I think uh, I've, I've had a good feel for you know kind of seeing the pass rushers in your peripheral vision. You know, I think um, you know your eyes as a quarterback have to be downfield, but you still have to see those rushers, and you have to put yourself in the pocket. Um, you know, in positions where you can throw from a throwing platform. And um, that's something that, that I watch on film, and I and I always and, and you know we rep that in bag drills. Um, you know, Coach Corp does an awesome job, and, and kind of my whole career I've been working on, uh, you know, those little details, um, because even if it's something I've done well, I mean, you can always get better and you can always improve, and, and uh, you know, I'm looking to keep getting better. You know, as long as I play football, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep working on that kind of stuff. We've talked about this before, and we'll wrap it up because your food is on the table, and we're going we're gonna to go let you eat. How much did Aaron help you? the whole process i mean unfortunately he significantly went through the same thing while he was here at richmond he's helped me immensely and uh, i think he actually had it a little bit worse than i did i think his his tear was was even worse than mine and and uh to see from his perspective um you know what it feels like and and coming back from it and and you know he did well his senior season and went on to um you know play play in the nfl and, and and you know get an opportunity in the nfl so um you know he's always He's always been so confident in me since day one, and and uh, you know the minute that he took the job, uh, you know he's always had confidence in me and, and, and told me um, that I'm going to have a great season and that he's going to help me, you know, however he can. And and uh, you know we have a great we have a great relationship, and and uh, you know we talk about a lot of things, football and non-football, and and he's just been a great mentor for me and and a great guy to learn from. All right, let me wrap it up with the same question for both of you. So conference play starts. This Saturday, you've been through this for several years now. Colby's about to go through it on the field for the first time. How different is the feeling? Um, I don't want to ask how different is the preparation, because I know you'll tell me you prepare the same week in and week out. Please don't give me coach speak here, but does it feel a lot different knowing you're going into conference play this week or not? Uh, I think it does. I mean, uh, the CAA is an outstanding conference top to bottom, and uh, even a couple teams that have been in the bottom mm-hmm. you know, the past few years since, since I've been here, um, they're starting to win games and they're starting to perform better. So, um, you know, I, I think even last year, you know, halftime of the Elon game, we were three nothing. And, uh, you know, that's the thing. That's why this league is so exciting. You have to play well and you have to be at your best. So, you know, I think last week against Howard, um, offensively, we had a complete game and, and, uh, you know, we'll look to do the same and, 
And uh, coach, coach always preaches, you know, we have so much talent and, uh, you know, it's just a matter of playing to our full potential. So, uh, you know, we're going to play as close to that, that potential as we can. And, and, you know, I'm confident that we can get a win no matter the opponent. Well, Elon is one of those teams that you were talking about that had been at the bottom that seems to be starting to turn things around. So I'm sure they've got your full attention as they come in at 2-1 and one and beat a ranked team last week. Colby, what do you think? Uh, you watched, obviously, CAA games from the sideline last year. What do you think it'll be like the rest of this week, couple more days, and on the field Saturday when you start conference play? Uh, well, you know, I think that, you know, obviously this game is a very important game. All the other conference games are very important. So, you know, mentally we know that we get, we have to win. We have to come out with the win. So uh, we're going to prepare. We're going to practice like it's the game, and we're going to prepare very hard for this. And and just we got to come out with the win. Well said. This wasn't so bad, was it? No, no sir. I don't know if Coach Huseman scared you after practice yesterday. He said he was talking to you. No, sir. I just asked you if he needed a ride. I didn't know. <laughs> I, that's, that's, when he came up to you, I said, you need a ride? And he said, no, nah, I'm good. So <laughs> yeah, He knew where Outback was. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, fellas, go enjoy lunch. Thanks for being with us. I'm sure both of you will be back again before we're done. Kyle Deletta, Colby Ritten, our special player guest. All right, timeout on the uh, Spider Sports line from Outback. Back in a moment, emails, other questions, and a preview of Elon coming up when we come back on ESPN 950, the Spider IMG Sports Network, powered by Ace Electric. At UR School of Professional and Continuing Studies, we offer flexible and affordable degrees and professional education programs to help you start, advance, or change your career. Check out our degrees in nonprofit studies, teacher licensure preparation and information security, or explore our new coding boot camp and professional beer brewer certificate programs. With evening classes and affordable tuition, you can earn a UR degree or certificate on your terms. University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies. Sometimes you have to go back to get ahead. Visit spcs.richmond.edu for details. For the first time anywhere in Virginia, Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue invites you to go hog wild with a traditional down-home, all-you-can-eat country pig-picking feast. The last Monday of each month from 6 to 8 p.m., Buzz will be slow cooking up a whole pig, seasoning only fresh hickory-cut logs, served with plenty of side dishes and fresh brewed iced tea for just $16.95. It's a pork lover's paradise. First come, first served while it lasts. So make sure to arrive early. Details available at buzzandneds.com. Geico brings you endorsements from the backup to the backup punter. I'm the backup punter to the backup punter. The only time I'm on the field is when I'm headed to the locker room. Do I get high fives? Nope. Sign autographs? Nuh-uh. My jersey? It's never been washed. I'm just a kicker kicking it on the sidelines. But I did score on my car insurance by switching to Geico. They saved me money faster than Coach could say, Jenkins, you're in. Even though Coach would never say that. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. It's Redskins versus Raiders on Sunday Night Football. Kickoff is at 8.30 from FedEx Field. Listen live on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. We're in the second half of today's Spider Sports Line, but it's not too late for you to be a part of the show. Call us at 521-8501. Send your tweet to at Spider Voice. Text us 804-638-9508 or send an email to spidersportsline at richmond.edu. Let's get back to Outback Steakhouse, 7917 West Broad Street. Here's Phil Yaw again and again. He's got nothing and Colby Ritten. What a game that redshirt freshman is playing. Redshirt freshman, Spider fans. Yeah, a little Colby Ritten highlight. He had seven tackles last week and uh, five each of the other games, if, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, the key part of that 
play-by-play description there, Russ, was the redshirt freshman part. You've got him for three-plus more years. I think teams in the CAA are going to be cringing about that. Yeah, I, I tell you what, and, and I would say this whether he was here or not, but he is, he is such an unbelievable worker. I mean, the, the guy comes out every day and practices and practices hard. Um, I, you know, you, you love to coach a guy like that because he wants to be coached, but he is such a hard worker. And uh, that's why he's where he is right now because of his work ethic. He's probably right now – I was looking at him the other day, and, and I'd say next year, the year after that, you know, he's going to be a 285-pound kid that can run, that's going to – you know, he's playing well right now, but – you know, he's just kind of tapped his potential, in my opinion, you know, because of the, his work ethic and how he's going to be. Um, you know, he, he, could be a, he could be a star, no question about that. All right, what will be his challenge this week against Elon and Wallers and Clydes and Matthews and, and, and everybody else against an Elon team that's probably enjoying some success for the first time in a while down there, and they had a really good running game this past week against Charleston Southern and knocked them off. Yeah, I mean, obviously, and he knows this. You know, we got we got to we got to make sure we fit our gaps properly. Their backs are good enough that if you give them any kind of seam in there, if you don't fit a gap properly, you know, they can house call it. Number thirty, the and Colby will probably Sorry. remember this run. Remember the run down the sideline when he ran over the DB and did a three sixty, jumped over somebody and took it to the house. I mean, the dude, the dude is good. It made and, Sports and, Center. Did that one that make run it? That made Sports Center. Yep. Oh, thanks for telling me that. <laughs> and don't be waving over there either. Uh, I heard about you over oh. there in the corner. <laughs> That's our good friend. Derby yeah, we're not Bill. saying anything right. about these people. Because don't trust them. <laughs> don't trust them at all. But he's a good guy. Right. And ten weeks out of the year, he roots for the Spiders. But he's an Elon grad. That's okay. So we're so we're giving him that this week, okay. and he always comes to the radio show the week of the Elon game. It's worked out pretty well for the Spiders up till now. Derby Bill, by the way. Look at the series. Look at the series record. Now you got me going yeah, a, little well, bit, a little bit. So anyway, um, does it feel different being a conference week? I, I will tell you, not important at all, but to us preparing for the game, I can tell you it feels different. Uh, the familiarity, number one, just the, the raising the level of awareness of the game. Number two, how about to you guys getting set for a conference game? You know, I, I just want to play good every week and – you know, obviously, conference games are more important than non-conference games. I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm telling anybody anything they don't already know. But, you know, sometimes games are games, you know, and you just want your team to play well. And and I hope – and I don't hope. I, I know our guys are going to come out and play hard and play well. Um, and, and so – you know, but but I think they understand how difficult the conference is. I think they understand that they have to show up every every week from here on out and, and play well. And that's what that's what I hope. I hope every week we come out and play well and starting with this week. Uh, it's six o'clock game time against Elon at Robin Stadium Saturday evening. Uh, this has got to feel pretty good. The stretch you're in right now, also. I mean, not traveling basically for a month, right? I mean, you got three home games and a week off in here, and uh, just the luxury of being able to do that, I would think, is a positive. Yeah, you know, I didn't even realize it until uh, you know we were playing Howard, and then I thought, wait a minute, now we're at we're at home bye week and then home again, three straight home games and. And uh, I think that's really good for us, and, and especially when you open up in conference play, um, you know, playing two conference opponents right off the bat at home. Um, but 
You know, I, I liked the way the schedule set up uh, from day one. Even though we were on the road the first two weeks, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I like kind of the way it sets up and give us three in a row at home, which and, is pretty good. And you kind of got the two really hard trips out of the way. I mean, the two flights. Right, right off the bat, yeah. Right, right so, off the bat. Everything else is bus trips up 95, which yep. isn't necessarily the most enjoyable thing, but uh, should be relatively easy going up the road. All right, a couple minutes left. Uh, I don't know if I have any email questions. I'm going to check that as well. Uh, but I was handed a question by somebody who's here today who's too shy to ask it on the air, unless he wants to come up and do that. But uh, this is a special teams question, which I know you have you have taken a hand in um, this year. Wondering about the punts when we received the ball, uh, how much emphasis you're putting on the guys to at least fair catch it so that it doesn't bounce <laughs> And roll uh, another 15 or, or 20 yards. You're yeah. groaning a little bit here. And I'll add this to that. We play every game this year on artificial turf. We don't play a single game on grass, which if you ask me stinks. But that's besides the point. But on artificial turf, it's going to bounce even further. Uh, the emphasis is huge on punt return. Sparky, you know, Sparky runs the, the punt return unit. Uh, and I, I know we talk all the time to our return guys you know you have to you have to catch the ball whether it's a fair catch and and to give uh you know I'll give Tyler the benefit of the doubt there was probably only one in the in the Howard game that he should have caught uh the rest of them I mean you know they only netted I think um you know 30 30 yards so it wasn't like you know they were hitting these 30 yarders and they're rolling 54 yards they i mean the net was 30 which if you're if you're net putting 30 you're not doing a very good job there now it could have been better i I think tyler could have caught the one and probably got a bunch of yards on it um you know but for the yeah i mean the emphasis is is on it and we actually do a drill in practice you know we take the jugs machines and we'll shoot the punts and we put all these bags all around and and, it, and we force our guys to focus on the ball and just wa- walk or, or move over the bags as they're catching the ball. Not avoid the bags, you know, not look at them, but we, we emphasize. And that gets, you know, that, that gets an emphasis of bodies around you and comfortable catching the ball. I know our guys are comfortable doing it, but for the most part, only one in the Howard game I thought should have been caught. Uh, it is a point of emphasis with my partner as well. Chris Anderson, over the past couple of years, has gotten a little frustrated by it, primarily in a positive vein, because he feels we've got some really good athletes back there mm-hmm. that if you can get the ball into their hands, those could be game-changing plays, right? No question about it. Uh, the two guys that we got, uh, Tyler Wilkins and Cortrell Simpson, I think everybody's kind of seen what they've done offensively. So just let's get the ball in their hands with some room. And let's see what they can do. And that that's the objective. Boy, Cortrell's been really, really good. Has he even exceeded what you, I know you guys were singing his praise a little bit quietly in the summer, actually. You didn't want to let the, the secret out. But uh, has he even exceeded what you thought he could do? Well, every time in, in all my years as being a head coach, um, when, we, when we make a decision to look at a transfer student, we don't just say, let's take him. So we do our research. And, and, and I spoke to two two of the Temple assistant coaches, uh, one that recruited him and one that coached him. And 
both of them said we begged him to stay. We didn't want him to leave. He's a great kid. Uh, he's dynamic. He can play. And when you hear that, they don't, they don't – most of the time they want you out of there and they're kicking you in the butt <laughs> as you're leaving the door. And, you know, these guys said we begged – we didn't want him to leave. And, and uh, so we knew we had a good one there. We went back and watched high school film on him. And, I mean, he was a slam dunk coming out of high school, no question. That'll be another hour-long show of how you go about identifying transfers and what you think of the yeah. rule and all of that. So we got a couple of good hours, you and yeah. me, coming up. The Russ and Bob Show. We'll be followed by the Kyle and Colby show. We won't make any money doing it, though. I promise you that. (laughs) I'm programming the radio station all of a sudden. Wow, what goes around comes around, Mitchell. All right, Coach, uh, good luck Saturday night, 6 o'clock, under the lights at Robin Stadium. Uh, We appreciate it. We are back here next week, even though it's the bye week. We will be back here next week. I'm going to try and convince uh, Coach Durden and Coach Braithwaite, our coordinators, we've kind of done this every year on the bye week to come in and join us and get an opportunity to hear from them. All right, Coach, good luck Saturday. We'll see you you. Thursday. Appreciate it. Colby and Kyle, thank you for being with us. Enjoy lunch. Everybody in the house, really appreciate you being here and filling all the tables. And, Bulls, please be sure to take care of your servers on your way out the door this afternoon, and we'll see you at Robin Stadium. Saturday, 6 o'clock kickoff against Elon. You can catch it here as well on ESPN 950. Mitchell Bradley, thanks. Andrew Wallace, thank you. Back in the station. See you Saturday at Robin Stadium. Live from Outback Steakhouse, 7919 West Broad Street. Today's show is brought to you by UPS, the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Lux Chevrolet, the Virginia Department of Social Services, and Outback Steakhouse. For the latest Spider Sports news and updates, visit RichmondSpiders.com on your computer, mobile device, and tablet. Plus, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks for listening to Richmond Athletics on the Spider IMG Sports Network. Here at City Dogs, we have created 13 unique hot dogs famous for the cities they originated from. Voted one of the 10 best hot dog restaurants in the state by bestofvirginia.com. Stop by today to try one of our featured dogs, such as... The Coney Island Sabret is a 100% all-beef dog, generously topped with homemade chili, spicy mustard, onions, and cheese. City Dogs has two locations, 1316 East Cary Street in Shaco Slip, and 1309 West Main Street in the fan. Hi, Richmond fans. Bob Black here for UPS. Your customers want more from your business. You've got to make more happen, whether they're in Richmond or on the other side of the world. Globally or locally, UPS is building solutions to help businesses give their customers exactly what they want. More made easy. UPS, the official logistics company of Richmond Athletics. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm John Brickley. We create the NFL season set to kick off on the West Coast with the Rams and the 49ers tonight. A game that will feature two coaches in their first year with their respective teams, both of whom are under the age of 40, Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. Over the last 22 games, though, San Francisco 3-0 against the Rams and 0-19 against everyone else. The young child who was hit by a line drive in Wednesday's Twins-Yankees game remains in the hospital at this time. The girl's father and grandfather spoke briefly with reporters declining to give their name. The girl's father also indicated that it's too early to tell if surgery will be needed. Last night, the Red Sox clinched a postseason berth following the Angels' loss to the Indians as Boston remains three up on the Yankees in the AL East. Dodgers' magic number to clinch their fifth straight NL West title remains at